What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my week two quarterback start sets. So talking about every single starting quarterback, listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts pretty self-explanatory. These are players that I feel very confident throwing into my lineup. I'd be expecting really nice production out of these guys. Fringe options are going to be players that I think are suitable in your starting lineup, but you may not love it. You know, they're more of like back-end QB1s, high-end QB2 plays, and then sits. These are players that I'd prefer to keep on my bench. Overall, it was a pretty tough week for the fantasy quarterback position. A lot of the top options did not play well. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Fields, and Lawrence all scored under 20 points. And then like Josh Allen really, really flopped. Hurts, not a good performance. Burrow completely face planted. You know, Mahomes, Fields, Lawrence, they were suitable, but still not giving you the ceiling you kind of expect out of those guys. If you guys have any fantasy questions before I hop into it, drop them down below. Just give me the scoring setting. Helps me uh, give you guys the best answer. And then hit that like button if you do enjoy the video. But jumping into the first matchup, Thursday night football, we have the Vikings taking on the Eagles. Starting off with the Vikings here, Decent start for Kirk Cousins, nothing crazy against the Bucks, but you know, he was a fine start in your lineup. We saw the Eagles just get shredded by Mac Jones. I don't think that's something that's probably going to continue throughout the season, but I don't think this is a matchup where I'm like, we cannot start Kirk Cousins. He's a must sit. So I think he's a fringe option. There are going to be better options out there, but I wouldn't hate him in my lineup. Then for the Eagles here, Jalen Hurts is still going to be locked in as a start. You're going to see, I'm not panicking on these early round quarterbacks. Even if they flopped in week one, you drafted Jalen Hurts as a top three pick for a reason. He should be locked into your starting lineup. Now moving over to the Sunday slate, we have the Packers taking on the Falcons. And I will be sitting Jordan Love here. Some people may not love this. He was impressive in week one, you know, just in terms of like the counting stats. 245 passing yards, three touchdowns. I'm still not convinced that Jordan Love is going to be a super legit fantasy option moving forward. It was a pretty soft matchup against the Bears. The Packers had a pretty low neutral pass rate. They also just operate at a very slow pace. So I don't know what the volume is going to look like week to week. It'll be interesting to see how he plays against the Falcons. I just think a tougher overall defense, even after a solid week one, I feel like if you're like forcing Jordan Love into your lineup, your quarterback position probably isn't in a great spot. So I do have Jordan Love as a sit here. And then on the other side for the Falcons, I mean, there is like no base for their passing volume. So Desmond Ritter, completely unplayable, probably for the uh, entire season. In the next game, we have the Raiders taking on the Bills. It was a decent debut here for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with the Raiders. You know, he was able to get the ball out to his weapons, Jacoby Myers, uh, Devontae Adams. But in terms of actually starting him for fantasy, I have no interest. Also a very tough matchup here against the Bills. Now for the Bills, we saw Josh Allen have a really, really rough game in week one. Three interceptions, also lost a fumble, was just not getting it done in your starting lineups. I'm going right back to the well. He has these kind of boom bust games, but that aggressiveness also will give him just a very, very high weekly ceiling. So locked in start for the entire season, as long as he's healthy. In the next matchup, we have the Ravens taking on the Bengals. And I think, you know, another matchup where both of these were kind of disappointing, especially Joe Burrow. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we didn't really get to see this super pass heavy offense unleashed just because they went up really early on to the uh, Houston Texans. But I still think Lamar Jackson is a locked in start. We know he has that rushing upside. And this is a game I'm really excited about um, on Sunday. And then for the Bengals, Joe Burrow threw for under 100 passing yards. It was rough. 
the weather was bad. Uh, the Browns defense is pretty solid. Overall, just kind of like a perfect storm that led to a really rough Joe Burrow performance. I'm not panicking on Joe Burrow. He was probably drafted as like the quarterback five in your drafts. If you picked him there, you should not be panicking. Throw him back into your lineup. He should be good to go throughout the rest of the season. Moving over to the Seahawks taking on the Lions. I have Geno Smith listed as a fringe option here. He had a very rough week one, kind of the trend like we saw with a lot of these quarterbacks, was only able to pass for 112 yards, and it's not like the one bad performance that's kind of scaring me off of Geno. You just saw me go back to the well on Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. The one concern that I have here for Geno Smith is that he really wasn't like a great quarterback throughout his you know entire career, pretty much prior to the 2022 season. Last year was really his like one good year as a starter. So you're kind of just hoping that wasn't like a one hit wonder and you're hoping he doesn't regress back to like his pre 2022 form. I'm not saying I think that's gonna happen, but that's just a little bit of the concern that kind of creeps in here. When you see him get off to a rough start, he could very easily bounce back with these weapons, Metcalf, Lockett, JSN. So I still have him as a fringe option. Hopefully he's able to bounce back here in week two. For Jared Goff, I feel like he's probably going to be sitting in this fringe territory a lot. He's got a clear-cut wide receiver one in Amon Rossing Brown, but outside of that, the weapons really aren't great. So that's probably where he is going to be sitting moving forward. Moving over to the Colts taking on the Texans. I feel like we have a pretty clear start and a pretty clear sit here. I'm starting Anthony Richardson. I think if you drafted him for fantasy, you had to have liked what you saw out of him in week one. I thought he may have started off a little bit slow. Um, you know, maybe they kind of ease him into the offense, don't put a ton on his plate. I mean, they gave him a ton of rushing work, 10 carries. He scored a rushing touchdown. They also let him sling the rock a little bit, 37 pass attempts, had a passing touchdown. I think it was like a screen to Michael Pittman. So it wasn't some sort of like big time throw. But still, I mean, 37 pass attempts in your debut, that's a solid number. I like this matchup here against the Texans, and I think Anthony Richardson will be a solid starting option moving forward, especially just looking at his rushing upside. On the other side for the Texans, we saw a lot of volume out of CJ Stroud, didn't necessarily lead to fantasy production. This is just not a super strong kind of supporting cast around him. Look at the wide receivers, the tight end position. You don't have a ton going on. So I think CJ Stroud, this will be a year for him to just kind of develop, but I really don't think he's going to be super fantasy relevant in like one quarterback leagues. Moving over to a pretty interesting matchup here between the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Saw Patrick Mahomes have a decent week one. He was let down by his weapons. I expect Travis Kelsey to be back here in week two, so that's obviously a huge plus for Patrick Mahomes. But even if Kelsey missed this game, I still think you're firing up Mahomes as a start. He's just that level of quarterback and that level of a fantasy quarterback. On the other side, for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence looked solid in week one. I think he'll just be a pretty consistent mid-tier QB1 throughout the season. You really love to see Ridley have the big game because that was one of the pieces that could really kind of take uh, Trevor Lawrence's performance to the next level. We saw Ridley dominate. So I think this is going to be a nice season for Trevor Lawrence. Next up, we have the Bears taking on the Buccaneers and Justin Fields coming off a little bit of a down game, especially as a passer. I'm still going to have him as a start here. The good thing about Justin Fields is that even though you'd like to see him play well as like a real life NFL quarterback, he doesn't even really need to do that to deliver you fantasy production. With his rushing upside, he doesn't even need to play that well as a passer. So I think he's a really strong start. On the other side for the Bucks, we saw Baker kind of get a gritty win against the uh, Vikings, but definitely not someone who I'm looking to play in fantasy, even against a uh, solid Bears matchup. 
In the next game, we have the Chargers taking on the Titans. I think Justin Herbert is a solid start, a nice mid-tier QB1 option. Didn't necessarily have the passing volume I thought he'd have going up against the Dolphins. They just had so much success rushing the ball that that's kind of what they locked in on. But I think he'll be a nice option here in week two. On the other side, Ryan Tannehill coming off of a really, really tough week one performance. I actually thought Ryan Tannehill was someone who could kind of emerge as like a fringe option at some point in the season with DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks. Um, you know, you've got Derrick Henry at running back, Tajay Spears making a little bit of an impact. Did not get off to a good start. Maybe he kind of turns it around, but definitely going to be a sit at this point in the season. Another guy who's coming off of a very rough week one, uh, the Giants taking on the Cardinals. Daniel Jones, I have him listed as a fringe option. Some people may think I should have just tossed him right down to the sit category. I was pretty high on Daniel Jones for fantasy heading into the season. He was like my favorite late round quarterback when you were choosing between like, you know, Prescott, um, Geno, A-Rod, Cousins, those guys. Daniel Jones was the player that I was picking out of that group. And no doubt about it, he completely flopped in week one, only 104 passing yards on 28 attempts also through two interceptions. I just think this week two matchup here against the Cardinals feels like it's lined up for a nice bounce back game. I still am a believer in Brian Dable in this offense. I think he's going to put Daniel Jones in positions to succeed. And I think the one encouraging thing you can take away from that uh, Sunday night game was 13 carries. That's really strong rushing usage. And it's good to see that he's kind of carrying that over from the uh, 2022 season. Next up, we have the 49ers taking on the Rams. And for the 49ers, I have Brock Purdy listed as a start here, coming off a strong week one performance. I went back and forth a little bit between a a start and a fringe option, did end up settling on a start for him. Just looking at this 49ers offense, they have the fourth highest implied points for week two. And this is, I guess, not necessarily uh, directly related to Brock Purdy, but I just love the way that the uh, 49ers spread the ball around. This was not an offense where you saw a bunch of these like random, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, running back two, running back three players getting super involved. They concentrated their targets really well. They only had four players catch passes and it was their big four. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. If you roster Brock Purdy, you're going to want to see those targets pretty concentrated between those four players. So a good sign moving forward. Um, That's just what you're going to want to see. And then on the other side with the Rams, Matthew Stafford actually looked pretty solid, even without Cooper Cup. Didn't necessarily translate to a great fantasy day just because the running backs kind of vultured a lot of the touchdowns, but he was getting uh, Puka involved. He was getting Tutu Atwell involved. Um, Like I said, didn't really come through with the touchdowns, but he played well. I think he could be interesting moving forward. This is just not a matchup I want to mess with here with the 49ers. We just saw them absolutely shut down the Steelers offense. Um, I think Matthew Stafford is better than Kenny Pickett, but still not someone I'd be interested in in fantasy this week. Moving over to the Jets taking on the Cowboys. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers out for the season. Very, very tough break for them. I mean, if you guys were watching that game, Zach Wilson is definitely not startable for fantasy, especially going up against this Cowboys defense. For uh, Dak Prescott here, I think he's a fringe option. We just saw them uh, blow out the Giants. He really didn't do anything fantasy-wise, but it's not necessarily his fault. Like, they went up early, just kind of coasted to the win. He didn't have a ton of passing volume, but he does draw a pretty tough matchup here against the Jets. So I think he's like a fringe QB1 this week. If he's your number one, like, I think you're in a fine spot, but he's also not someone that I'm overly excited about playing this week because that Jets defense is legit. Next up, we have the Commanders taking on the Broncos. 
this is definitely a game where I just want to avoid the quarterback position. Sam Howell looked pretty rough uh, week one going up against the Cardinals. And then for Russell Wilson, maybe he improved a little bit from last year, but it just seems clear that the uh, Russell Wilson we saw and uh, know from Seattle, it just seems like he's not there anymore. So unfortunate, but he's definitely going to be a sit. Maybe he kind of improves throughout the season, but at this point, not someone who's on my radar as someone I want to be playing in my lineup. Uh, Moving over to a divisional matchup between the Dolphins and the Patriots. Tua coming off of just a massive performance, probably the best game he's ever played in his career. There were definitely some question marks heading into the season about his health, his play overall. We saw the Chargers really shut him down last year. He just took it to that defense. I think he's a start. Ride the hot hand here. Uh, Patriots, not a great matchup to go up against, but I mean, that Dolphins uh, offense was just firing on all cylinders. I feel like you just got to roll with that. And then for the Patriots, um, I considered having Mac Jones as a fringe option. He had a surprisingly impressive performance against the Eagles in a bad weather game. So I did consider him as someone who is playable. Um, The Patriots also had a high neutral pass rate and they had a uh, pretty high paced offense. I think if Mac Jones puts up solid production in week two, I do think he becomes very interesting, but I would rather have a better option, right? Like I don't want to just completely buy into one week because he could kind of regress back to what we've seen in previous years. But I do think it's interesting, new offensive coordinator, we could see Mac Jones become fantasy relevant this season. Uh, Moving over to the Saints-Panthers matchup, this is a game I'm avoiding at the quarterback position. I think potentially Derek Carr could become viable at some point in the season if his weapons stay healthy, but early on with no bye weeks, limited quarterback injuries, not someone I want to be considering in my lineup. And then for the Panthers, this is just going to be a developmental year for Bryce Young. He's not surrounded by a ton of talent offensively, um, especially like the pass catchers, wide receivers, tight ends. It's not a great unit, not someone I'm going to be playing in fantasy. I would be surprised if uh, he wasn't a sit for pretty much the entire season. And then the final game of the week, Browns taking on the Steelers. We saw Deshaun Watson uh, not necessarily play super well in week one, but he still put together a solid fantasy day just due to his uh, rushing production, which I guess is good to see. You know, you do kind of want that uh, floor, which can get raised by the rushing. There was bad weather, so he kind of has that excuse. We use that excuse for Joe Burrow. So I think we can get the same out of Deshaun Watson. But I do still think like the jury is out on whether or not Deshaun Watson can return to his pre-suspension form. If he can get back to the passer he was before he was suspended and went through the whole legal thing, um, he's going to be a great option for fantasy. I still think he's like a mid to back end QB1 if he's not completely back there just because of the rushing um, and he has some decent weapons. But you obviously want to see him reach his uh, fantasy ceiling if you do have him on your roster. And then for the Steelers, sitting Kenny Pickett coming off of a really, really rough week one. Seems like Deontay Johnson's going to miss some time here. So his wide receiver one is out going up against the defense who just uh, shut down the Bengals. So a matchup I definitely want to be avoiding here for Kenny Pickett. And that is going to wrap it up for all 16 week two matchups. Um, If you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you missed my running back and wide receiver videos, those were posted yesterday. Tight ends will be coming out today also. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.